All right, welcome to America This Week. I'm Matt Taibbi. And I'm Walter Kern. Walter, how are you doing? I'm down in Florida, hence the, the gear. This is, this is television uh, broadcast gimmickry right here. But you've got your lumberjack thing on, so we've got, that, we've got a whole, like... Yeah, uh, you know. we've got a whole north-south thing. Um, I'm somewhere in the great north woods uh, at Paul Bunyan's camp making flapjacks. Um, with Babe the Blue Ox. Uh, that was the mythology I grew up with, and this is the only clean shirt I have this morning. So uh, I'm... I love it. I love it. Excellent. Um, well, we it, it's been a weird week. It not not quite as like uh, you know, apocalyptic as last week's news, but awful lot of weirdness as usual. The one that really struck me, and maybe it's it's slightly old news for folks by the time this comes out, but this completely out of thin air invented story about the Russian threat uh, that is being done in this continuing all out knockdown drag out effort to get the House to pass this uh, military aid bill for Ukraine that it clearly does not want to pass. Like they, they clearly don't have enough blackmail material on, you know, the, the last, however many members of the, of the Republican caucus. So they cooked up the story in the morning where they had Mike Johnson, you know, the new house intelligence chief uh, come out and say there, there, there is a threat, a, you know, a credible threat involving Russia. This this was straight out of the Bush years with those with the the bar graph charts about how scared we should feel every day, right? That the DHS used to put out. Well, I was going to say, Matt, when you said this week wasn't as apocalyptic as last week, that we should probably have a meter down in the corner, um, <laughs> out west. Out west here, we have a fire danger sign outside the national forest. When you drive in, there's this little sort of half of a pie graph that goes from, I don't know, yellow to red, and there's an arrow um, showing fire danger. And uh, I think when it's pointing to the red, it's at, it means that where you're going is actually on fire. Um, and we stay always toward that end lately. And last week or this week, it did seem to touch almost the extreme with this notion that Nuclear weapons in space are going to um, knock out satellites, thereby knocking out modern life as we know it. Um, and, <laughs> and then it turned out not even to be in deployment. I'm sorry. It was just so funny. Well, the Democrats in their full, in their full capture of 1980s apocalypticism, which belonged then to the right, are now, you know, constantly throwing the book of revelations at us. And, uh, and space nukes is something like the, se you know, the seven-headed dragon or one of these... Uh, it, it, one it's of these the seven golden bowls full of God who lives forever and ever. Right. right. Or, or the great star that... Yeah, the, the, the great star that fell from the sky that was called Wormwood. Um, anyway, go right. ahead. right. Yeah. Yeah, this was Operation Wormwood, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and I always call it the Book of Revelations when it's supposed to be singular, and I know I'll get mail on that. It's one of the things people seem to care about most. Um, oh, yeah. And, okay. uh, any, uh, yeah, anyway, so 
having been through the first round of this when it was Pat Robertson's uh, bailiwick, it's now Rachel Maddow who uh, preaches fire and brimstone. Yeah, um, we, we got to play this video because there's no other. I think I think the entire audience needs to see this reaction by Rachel Maddow to Mike Johnson talking about um, talking about the the Russian existential threat. This is apparently what gives her hope for all humanity. Here we go. I want you to know that um, the White House gave us information today. They're going to uh, remain in close contact with leaders of Congress uh, on the issue, and it will be dealt with. There's steady hands at the wheel. The United States can't rely on other nations to handle matters like this. Uh, we must do it ourselves, and we will. The bottom line is, is that we all came away with a very strong impression that the administration is taking this very seriously and that the administration has a plan in place. Uh, we look forward to supporting them uh, as they go to implement it. But in the interim, uh, I've got great faith in uh, what the administration is currently doing to try to address this matter. And I, I appreciate uh, the support and the working relationship on a bipartisan basis I have with my ranking member. You are not hallucinating. Uh, that, that was two senior Republicans, including the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, praising the Biden administration, saying how much they trust them and value them to deal with what was first reported last week as an emerging national security threat of, of Russia trying to put satellite killer nuclear weapons in orbit around the Earth up in space. For this unbelievably partisan and dysfunctional Republican Congress to have senior leaders praising the Biden administration on a national security issue related to Russia is perhaps the tiniest of teeny, 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 tiny silver linings of. What in the hell? So, first of all, did you notice that she raised her hands yeah, yeah, yeah. in praise at the beginning? Did you notice that the Jimmy Swagger, uh, you know, gestural language has been completely absorbed by the likes of MSNBC? I, I mean, it, it, it's straight out of, uh, I mean, I, I can't even, there are so many different sci-fi novels that this is, this is, it feels, it's very much, uh, would you like to know more, um, you know, out of From Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers? Right, yeah, but I mean, okay. the, the, mm -hmm. I, I, I said stop, stop, because I, I exclaimed, out of the depth of my pop culture soul, because I have just watched Wag the Dog, the, the, the you know, David Mamet written uh, satire with uh, De Niro and Hoffman, in which they stage a war. And in order to get a president uh, reelected. And, and the tones of Mike Turner and Mike Johnson, the two Mikes, um, when they said, you know, it's being handled, the United States is responsible, is a responsible, steady force or something like that. It reminded me of when they pretend to be at war with Albania in uh, Wag the Dog. And the way they. Oh, was it, was get it the really press... Albania or was, or yeah, was it, 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 fictional... it was Albania? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was Albania in, in the movie. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty confident of that. And, and, and the way they get the press to start covering it is by denying it and saying, mm -hmm. you know, we're uh, something like uh, the, the truth of our conflict with Albania is, you know, not being represented correctly or whatever. 
But in any case, the intonations of, of Mike Turner and Johnson were both so phony in that thing. They, they were doing that thing of pretending there was a, we just left a room in which a, a major crisis and a, and a major threat were displayed. And uh, we want you, the people, to know, even though we're not going to be able to share the details of it, that America stands strong, ready, and, and so on. And they, I, they have never sounded more like phony politicians in their lives to me. Well, and, and they, were, they were playing a role that used to be pretty familiar in the national security landscape, which is the, uh, you know, the senior congressional intelligence figure, uh, you know, the person who's, who's sitting in the, uh, in the skiff all day long hearing, hearing the real dope. And they come out and they're arm in arm with their Democratic colleagues about something no. um, that no. they can't tell us about. Now, this was this was, um, you know, the entire run up to the Iraq war was was full of displays like this, where we had senior Democrats coming out and saying, you know, there's a lot of concerning stuff. We can't really get into it. Um, of course, we would prefer that there be inspections, but uh, you know, you know, we we understand the, the how serious the threat of terrorism is, and you know now now it comes out years later that they were getting intelligence saying there's no operational tie with you know between Saddam and, and Al Qaeda. They were they were lying, right? Um, and in this case, you know, this, this is, is how they, they comported were, themselves. Mm-hmm. This is how they comported themselves during RussiaGate too you know, when they'd come out claiming that they'd just seen evidence that they couldn't discuss of, you know, the subversion of the presidency and so on. Right, on both sides, right? So especially in the Senate Senate Intelligence Committee, um, where it was Warner and the Democratic side, I forget who the main figure on the Republican side was, but they both signed off on it. Uh, And now you can see uh, Johnson and Turner, but particularly John- Johnson looked like, you know, every cell in his body was squirming as he was delivering that, um, you know, that initial thing. And then, then you have Rachel coming up a week later, basically, uh, saying Doing that, hall- hallelujah hands with right, like that, yeah. you know. Right, right. And remember, MSNBC used to be, uh, this is what's so amazing. MSNBC, like Daily Cost did a story on this. Like these used to be the kind of places where at least some anti-war voters used to, you know, hang out. Uh, and now the thing that gives her hope for the future direction of the country is that Republicans and Democrats may be united on a totally fictional, trumped up threat. Uh, you know, about nuclear space weapons. We were openly talking about developing nuclear space weapons in the Reagan years, <laughs> if anybody remembers correctly. Um, and, you know, of course, the, of course, I don't think those ever happened, not that I, not that I know of. Uh, but then, you know, it, it subsequently came out that this, they weren't even talking about this immediate threat that we, we, we immediately had to know about was nowhere near being deployed. Uh, it's Matt, so transparent. Matt, mm-hmm. Didn't we just get through years of withering satire of Trump's Space Force proclamation? Right. Right. 
I mean, oh, I know. Wasn't that almost prima facie evidence of him having gone totally cuckoo? You know, yes. does he think he's in Star Trek, etc.? <laughs> That's right. They did have quite a lot of fun with that, didn't they? We should dig that up. That, that should be the yeah. next next task for uh, Matt Orfalia is to dig up the uh, <laughs> the um, you know the, the Trump and his loony space force thing. But nuclear space weapons became an instantaneous talking point across the board, and it was not it was not just on the Democratic side. Nikki Haley, uh, in classic fashion. Um, you know, got up there and she, and she she was a guest on on Fox where they were dis, uh, discussing. They immediately converted the story into into a discussion about how Biden was sleepwalking on the Russia nuclear space threat, right? Uh, and you know, the National Review put out a story. Uh, Russia's space weapons capabilities are worth worrying about. Uh, you know, it, it was it was everywhere this thing, and there was nothing that we uh, that we had anything concrete about. I mean, Bloomberg, U.S. tells allies Russia Russia may launch anti-satellite nuclear weapon into space this year. Um, that has echoes certainly of the Iraq period. Remember the famous you know British intelligence assessment talking about how uh, they, they could launch chemical weapons or biological weapons within 45 minutes. Um, and you know, then later came out that there was just nothing behind that at all. Uh, but, you know, so what? We can tell the public later. Uh, P- Putin came out and, of course, directly said that this wasn't happening. Um, you know, we've been categorically against and are now against the deployment of nuclear weapons in space, he said, but whatever. He's, you know, evil, always liar Vladimir Putin. So, uh, that doesn't really make the news very much, but the the fact that these stories came out and there was just nothing uh, in most of these reports talking about the obvious subtext of it, which is that there is a still unpassed piece of legislation that is preventing us from continuing, our, you know, the war in Ukraine. Uh, it just tells you how completely ridiculous our system of media is now. I mean, we've 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 now gone beyond. The, the, you know the, the point of no return with this 1984 style news reporting system. There's just there's no pretense anymore to uh, you know any kind of connection to reality with any of this stuff. Uh, it was really amazing to watch. Well, there's no necessarily there's no connection to reality. There's very little connection to the past or to a couple of weeks ago. Um, And there's very little picture of the future either, because the future is clouded with uh, sort of ultimate threats. So, um, you know, if if Russia at some point deploys the space nuke, uh, and we've also been prepared now for a while for some kind of cyber outage that they might uh, foment, Nothing can be guaranteed. Freeze the Midwest to death, right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing can be guaranteed. Uh, If they're talking about them taking out modern life through the, you know, uh, neutralization of satellites, shouldn't we have a program in the schools like they did when I was a kid to get under your desk? I mean, uh, 
we're not being very well prepared for the space nuke, cyber pandemic, um, and uh, real pandemic future, as far as I'm concerned. It's so weird how they just trot out a new apocalypse every week, but don't seem to have any uh, uh, prophylactics or, or therapies for them, you know. Uh, yeah, well, you would think there, there would be, oh, well, Russia's going to be nuking our satellites, so uh, let's have classes in remedial talking face-to-face. -face. Um, this is the U.S. postal system. This is what a stamp is, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, you know, but, but all of this stuff is just so patently absurd. It's been manifestly clear to Americans since, what, uh, early 50s that mutually assured destruction is is something that we we have to live with on a daily basis we've known this we've known that accidental uh you know apocalypse is entirely possible and we don't we're not asked to worry about that we're asked to worry about this new this new weapon system that has not even been deployed and and no one has even confirmed yet uh, the existence of yet, uh, because why exactly? I, I, I just I don't fully understand. It's it's clearly connected somehow to trying to get this the 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 aid bill passed, the ninety five billion dollar aid bill passed. But uh, so I, if Ukraine if Ukraine prevails, if Ukraine repels the invader, does that mean there won't be any space nuke? Will they give up on that? Um, how, that's right. How, how, is that, our, how do you? connect those dots right or is it more likely if we put russia in a corner may they perhaps accelerate their uh dr evil plans to knock out uh all communications around the world i mean let, let, let let's sit back and see the chessboard rachel um uh if we put up uh space defense um and warn them that we're going to do it. Will that not accelerate their deployment, or don't they don't they have the key ingredient? Are they still looking for the yellow cake or whatever the uh, you know isotope is that they'll need? Uh, I mean, now that they're now that they're playing with all these possibilities, I want to see the full uh, you know game of risk so that I can make choices as an American citizen on whether to, you know move somewhere um oh uh, i mean it, it also tells you something about the total contempt for the american news consumer that they don't even build you know scare stories that survive even 10 seconds of deliberation about what the next step in the story is uh you know we're supposed to be worried about this so there you know three dots therefore we must approve $95 billion in aid to Ukraine so that we can continue fighting a war that won't stop the nuclear defense program. Uh, and, and, and is it correct that the, the, the aid is still linked to aid to Israel as well? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I now so. that's, well, that, being, that his, that, mm -hmm. that's being downplayed for some reason now. Um, and uh, I don't know if, Tucker Carlson's Putin interview caused them to go into overdrive with this stuff to counter it. I, 
it, it certainly has intensified. And like you say, it's obviously linked to the passage of this funding bill. But um, going back to what we just saw where the the Demo- where the two Republicans, Mike Turner and Mike Johnson, came out of the hearing room uh, to reassure us about the boogeyman that they'd supposedly seen back there. Um, and Rachel sang hallelujah and did Jesus hands to it. Where, where are we going? In other words, um, this is all being filtered through Ukraine, but are they preparing us for something even worse? Um, uh, this, is, this is beyond 1980s Star Wars stuff. I, I think if you remember back during Star Wars, Reagan was accused of provoking the Soviet Union uh, to maybe commit a first strike because uh, it might be their last chance. Um, that was the whole scare about anti-missile technology. But, but, but Putin, in his interview with Tucker, just said that there was some kind of mutual anti-missile treaty that the U.S. and USR were considering for a second, which was scuttled from the U.S. side. Now, that may be complete propaganda, but... No, no, that, the, uh, this, the, the, that was the start two thing. There was a famous moment in the late 90s. This, well, maybe that wasn't U.S. and USSR. That was U.S. and Russia. But uh, there was a... Yeah, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah um, but that was when 50 leading American, uh, you know, policymakers and, you know, sort of Sovietologists signed an open letter to Bill Clinton saying, don't, don't be expanding NATO because this other thing is much more important. Um, that was, I think, start two, if I remember correctly. Uh, but yes, go, go on. But, but shouldn't we now, with the, the looming mil- ultra-militarization of space, be considering one of these treaties again? Does, does Rachel think we're just going to win hands down in this? Um, uh, you know, we've got the hypersonic missile now. Does it even matter what they're talking about? I mean, uh, and, and do you indeed need nukes to knock out satellites? I'm not convinced you do. In other words, they're raising a, the specter of a, of a total conflict, which could darken the planet. Uh, and knock out, you know, life as we know it. And they're not doing it in the context of maybe we should have a treaty or maybe we should think about things or maybe this is a good reason for Russia and the U.S. to sit down. They're they're merely suggesting we need to spend more money and and win in some final way that they're not that they're not clear about. They're not even clear about how one would win. and, and and in a few months, should these killer these satellite killer satellites or weapons platforms be orbiting, or however they work, will it be too late? Will be under will be be under permanent blackmail? I, you know, I don't know. The, the, there was a there was an article. The only thing that came close to describing what the thought process here um, yeah. was that I saw was this comment uh, by um, the Lithuanian defense minister. Now, the headline of this article is, as long as Russia is mired in Ukraine, quote-unquote mired in Ukraine, 
threat to NATO countries will not increase. Uh, and then it says Lithuanian defense minister comments by, you know, by Arvidas uh, Anasauskas uh, said, you know, to summarize what the defense ministers say, Russian threat does not diminish. Um, but he went on to say basically that as long as, as they're tied up in Ukraine, they can't, they can't be making other mischief. So I guess that's the thought so process. U- Ukraine, is the, Ukraine is the panacea. We keep that war going long enough, and these launch pads from which they'll need to send these space nukes up can't be used for some reason or won't be used. Um, or, you know, they can't walk and chew gum at the same time over there, as we are assured we can do constantly. Um, and uh, uh, as, long, yeah, as long as this Ukraine thing's going on, all is right with the world, basically. Right, right. I mean, that's a simple. It's as basic as that. And you know, I, I just let's let's share one more uh, screenshot of one of um, you know one more story that that was kind of I thought significant. Um, this is the National Review. Okay, so this is kind of you know I, I guess sort of polite Mike Mike Johnson. Uh, Mike Turner, Republicanism. Russia's space weapons capabilities are worth worrying about. Uh, then it goes on to talk about how they, they sort of play down the Democratic response to this, even though Democrats were the clear source of this whole thing. Um, and then they talk about what could happen. And there's this amazing paragraph. Should Russia deploy a nuclear weapon in orbit, it would be analogous to firing a shotgun in a crowded room where everyone hit by the initial blast would also be forced to let off a smaller shotgun blast of their own. The result could be what scientists call the Kessler syndrome, a theoretical scenario in which each collision in an overcrowded orbit generates space debris that inc- increases the likelihood of further collisions. This would jeopardize mankind's ability to access space and greatly damage America's military and civilian advantages in fields such as broadband internet, cell phone service, GPS, weather forecasting, satellite radio and television, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's this bizarre kind of like, let's pile on the, the, you know, fictional story about which we know absolutely nothing. You know, all we know is that whatever they're leaking out. Um, what was that called, dude? The Kessler effect? The, the, the Kessler syndrome. Yeah. The Kessler syndrome. The Kessler syndrome. That's a satirical movie. The Kessler right? syndrome. Yeah. Right. And we, we, they might as well just bring back Robert De Niro and, and uh, uh, you know, Dustin Hoffman to do, to do that movie too. Right? Uh, so know. just to pause for a second. Where was that again? What was who wrote that article? That was the National Review. Okay, the National Review knows nothing about firearms metaphors. Okay, <laughs> believe me, believe me, mostly because I'm wearing this shirt. That their scenario about a, a shootout between shotgun wielding people was made no sense at all to anybody who knows anything about guns. Okay, just that, believe me. That was on a that. that was a Tom Friedman esque metaphor. I mean, that, that was that was impressive. Yeah, 
it was about a shotgun blast in a crowded room causes everyone else to have to bring out shotguns. Well, let, yeah, let's see. In a room crowded carrying. It would be analogous to firing a shotgun in a crowded room where anyone hit by the initial blast would also be forced to let off a similar shotgun blast of their own. Now, that would kind of seem to me to defeat the purpose of firing I, the, the shotgun <laughs> blast. Yeah, I would not want to be the guy who fires a shotgun in a room full of people with shotguns. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd maybe want to go into a room where people didn't have shotguns. And uh, I think he, he's shotgun- mixing. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And shotguns, let's just stipulate, don't in a crowded room, don't necessarily kill that many. You know, the, the essence of a shotgun blast is it's a lot of scattered pellets. Um, if they're concentrated on one person, they might kill them. But just shot into a crowded room, what they're going to do, even if the rest of the people don't have shotguns, is cause a mob of people to come and rip your flesh. Um, <laughs> but but let, let's let's not let's not muddy our our conception of the Kessler syndrome by comparing it to actual you know uh, shootouts. Uh, what they're talking about is a giant belt of basically space gravel, uh, which, which results from everything blowing apart in space, constantly orbiting our Earth in this you know in in this belt of debris. Um, would that halt? Would that hamper communications? I should think so. It might hamper everything to the point where you know we will be picking up rocks and and, and trying to recreate civilization from from the Neolithic. Not 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 to give this this National Review author a difficult time, but uh, let's look at the Wikipedia entry for Kessler syndrome. Uh, the Kessler syndrome, also called the Kessler effect, uh, collisional cascading or ablation cascade, proposed by NASA scientist Donald J. Kessler in 1978, is a scenario in which the density of objects in low Earth orbit, LEO, due to space pollution, is numerous enough that collisions between objects could cause a cascade in which each collision generates space debris that increases the likelihood of further collisions. Does that language sound familiar to you 